What would you say if I told you to stop what you're doing and just take a break from life? Would you be able to rest for a period of time? In today's episode, I will discuss how rest can open significant doors in your life. I'm Ariana, your host, and this is Take a Second. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning into this third episode of Take a Second. I am happy to say that I am back in the States, excited for school and ready to hop back into a routine. It's so funny to me how just a few days ago, I was literally holding a barracuda that my sister caught when we went fishing back in Roatan, and now I'm here in North Carolina. (laughs) Crazy. But um, let me know if you want to see a picture of this barracuda, and I will post one on Instagram. Funny story, we were so excited to go fishing because last time we went, we caught four tunas and a couple hours later, we were eating them for dinner and they were so good. So we wanted to do that this time with the barracuda, but then we read online the barracudas have some poisonous God knows what. So we threw it out because my dad said we weren't born to roll the dice, you know. So just a little lesson starting out, your life, my life worth a whole lot more than rolling the dice. But anyway, today I want to talk about two things. Number one, flags and gaps. And number two, the four R's of life. In my last two episodes, we talked about comfort zones leading to crisis and creating visions to move from our reality onto something better. And just a little side note, if you have listened to previous episodes, that is fantastic because all the episodes thus far connect with each other and go hand in hand. So really great if you have been keeping up. Now today, I will give you a tool that you can use when you're struggling or in crisis. But I want to say that the beauty of this tool and my favorite thing about it is that you don't only have to use it when you are struggling. You can use this no matter what point of life you're in. In fact, you should use this every now and then because you will see how healthy it is and everyone can benefit from it. Okie doke, so let's get started. What I'm going to talk about is something really special to me because I learned it when I was kind of like in trouble. This was at the very beginning of my summer and I won't discuss it because it's something messy is the word I'm going to use totally apart from the New York thing that I talked about in episode one. And it's just something personal that I don't want to share because like I said, it's messy, not good, whatever. But anywho, I went for coffee with my dad and as we were talking about it, he gave me a four-step process that I like to call the four R's of life. R number one, rest. This is probably the one I'm going to spend the most time on because It's where it all begins, and for that, I think it's the most important one. When my dad started talking, he was like, the one thing you need right now is rest. And when he said this, he wasn't talking about a couple hours or a weekend. He was talking about a period of rest. And I probably needed a long one because of the mess I was in, but... Just keep in mind that as we talk about rest, long or short, we are going to be referring to a period of time. So when we talk about rest, we mean a period of disconnecting, of listening to ourselves, of being still. We want to disconnect to connect with ourselves, whatever that looks for you. For me, it was taking breaks from social media, playing some piano, learning how to draw, and working out. 
I was doing things that allowed me to channel my energy, to disconnect, to relax. I wasn't really thinking about anything or aiming at something, just kind of going with the flow. And I want to talk about rest in a biblical context too. Exodus 23 verse 10 and 11 reads, Plant and harvest your crops for six years, but let the land be renewed and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. Here we see how the land must rest for a whole year, and it says it gets renewed through leaving it uncultivated. Then later on, verse 12 says, You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But on the seventh day, you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and the foreigners living among you to be refreshed. So this is great because even though it's not necessarily talking about the period of rest we are referring to, it is encouraging us to live a life that has rest in it as part of our routine. And that is completely necessary. So during my period of rest, I was closely watching myself, my thoughts and feelings mainly. I wasn't trying to control them or change them or trying to be better. I was just noticing. This is a period of resting. So you can observe and notice, but you don't do anything. You're not putting any effort into anything. Relating it a little bit to the land analogy, you're not trying to cultivate anything. And let me tell you, out of the four R's, this one is the most difficult one. Rest is hard. I even dare to say that many people, many people don't know how to rest. And it sounds absurd, it sounds ridiculous, but I do really believe that a lot of people don't know how to do it. When I first came to the States for school, I'd say the hardest thing I had trouble adjusting to was the pace of life. So fast. Everything here is go, go, go. Everyone is moving on to the next next task so quickly. Even when I eat out, they rush me bringing me the check and I'm not even done eating. So very, very fast paced life. And this was hard for me because of course, naturally I started doing the same thing when I had never done things this way. And then before I knew it, I had stopped giving rest its place in my life. So this summer when I decided I would start my period of rest, I felt so out of place because I felt like I needed to be doing something. I felt like I needed to be working for something. It was just hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of not working and having a period of rest. But I did, you know, I survived. In fact, I needed this to keep living my best life. And later on, when I started working, I noticed how great that had been for me. So after I rested, after I had observed myself well, I was able to pinpoint some important things in my life. My flags and my gaps. Long time ago, I went water skiing with some relatives who live in California. And if you've ever tried water skiing, you know it's so easy to fall if it's your first time doing it. So of course I spent more time in the water after falling than what I spent actually water skiing. So every time I fell, my uncle would put a flag up to let other boats know to watch out because there was someone in the water waiting to be picked up. 
This is pretty much what a flag is in your life. A warning. A sign to watch out. A sign that you can't completely keep going. Something that tells you, hey, something's not right. You gotta slow down. So I had a couple of these in my life that I was able to identify while I rested. A gap is a little harder to illustrate, but here we go. Think about a bridge. You want to get from point A to point B and you're going to do it by crossing a bridge. But there's a problem. This bridge is missing a piece and you really can't get to point B without this piece. And no matter what you do, you just can't make it. This is a gap in your life. Something that tells you that you can't continue to move forward because you've lost a piece or something is missing. And that has created a gap between you and where you want to be. I also had a couple of these in my life. A few, actually. Both things, flags and gaps, apply in any area of your life. Personal, professional, spiritual, social, etc. So you have rested and you have found all these flags and gaps. What do you do now? This is the second R, restoration. You restore these things. Now remember, this is a step process. You really can't move to restoration if you haven't rested because you probably haven't identified well what your flags and gaps are. And these little guys are the ones that allow us to see what is it in our lives that we need to restore. Broken relationships, a damaged self-esteem, a loss of self-confidence, a lack of trust, loss of hope or joy. People struggle with these things. One or more, sometimes all of them at the same time. But in order to see this, we need this period of rest to observe well. I restored a few things in my life this summer, but the two big ones were my relationship with God and the confidence on myself. I had a lot of flags and gaps that helped me see that these were things I needed to restore and that because of this, I wasn't being the best version of myself. So once I identified what was wrong, I started working on it. To me, this meant reading more, journaling more often, spending more time with God in prayer, doing things for myself like going to the spa or eating a fancy meal. Whatever you need to do to restore what's broken in your life, whatever that looks like for you, do that. The awesome thing about restoration is that you are getting to the root of things. After you have identified flags and gaps in your life, you can easily question them and say, okay, why am I having these flags? Like, why are these things happening to me? Or why did I get into this mess? Why am I not where I want to be? What do I feel I need to get there? What is missing? So you see, there are lots of questions we can ask ourselves after we have rested and identified flags and gaps. And once we answer all these questions, we can find a common denominator and say, okay, this is what it is that I need to restore. We can call this bridging our gaps. So you have restored what was broken in your life and you're like, okay, I feel in place now. Should you hop back in immediately? No. Hold your horses because we ain't done yet. Our third R is rethink. 
You cannot casually go back to living life if you haven't done some rethinking. If you listened to episode one, wonderful, because you are familiar with this concept. But today we are taking it a little bit deeper. This step in the process is about you making big changes. You being decisive and radical. All those flags, all those gaps, all those things that don't allow you to be where you want to be. Those things that aren't letting you be your best version. And those things that break you, that hurt you, that play with you. All that crap needs to go. Like now. And not because you have restored things in your life means that these things will now be gone and everything will be butterflies and cupcakes. I restored my relationship with God, but everything that made a break still exists. I restored self-confidence, but everything that made me lose it still exists as well. And it is up to me if I want to keep up what I restored. Rethinking is what allows you to keep up what you restored. So what is it that we need to rethink? Are you going to stay with your old ways of doing things, aka business as usual? What are things you need to change? What are things that you need to stop doing? What are things that you need to leave behind? Who are the people that you need to stop surrounding yourself with? On a happier note, what are things that I need to do more? What are new things that I want to try? What are things that I want to keep? What are things that I want to pursue? And who are the people that I need to surround myself with to be my very best version? These are all questions that you can ask yourself that will point you in the right direction. These are questions that will help you turn your life 180 degrees and for good. And the cool thing about this part of the process is that it helps you come up with a plan for yourself that you can see and that you can follow. If you write all these questions and answers down, you will know exactly what to do. And seeing that on paper just makes it so hard for you to get lost. Alrighty, so almost done with the process. After we have gone through rest, restoration, a rethink, we can finally re-enter our final R. I honestly cannot tell you how great it feels to be talking about the four R's of life, especially re-entering, because I myself went through this process this summer, and I feel like I had plenty of time to restore and rethink right before coming back to school, which is my re-entering step. Re-entering feels great, and once you get to it, you are unstoppable. You have rested, you have restored, and after rethinking, you have a plan. So there is absolutely nothing that can stop you because once you know what brought you down, you have the power and you are the only one making decisions. I do want to reiterate that this is a step process and you should spend the amount of time you need in each R. This, of course, will vary for everyone. Some might take longer than others. But do keep in mind that you can't really re-enter if you haven't restored what's broken in your life. And you can't really restore if you haven't rested because you won't know what you need to restore. And you can't really rethink if you haven't identified these things. This is such a healthy thing to do every now and then. Remember what I said at the beginning. I did it when I had gotten myself in a mess, but it is great to do it even when you feel like you're doing very well. So folks, 
Life is great. Sometimes you might find yourself in a fuzzy mess, and sometimes you can prevent a fuzzy mess. So if you can prevent it, rest for a little bit, restore, rethink, and once you're ready, re-enter. Don't forget to take care of those flags and gaps in your life that are most likely keeping you from being the absolute best version of yourself. Remember what you're worth. Remember that you were made for great things and remember that you have the power to decide where you're going and how you are getting there. I hope you got something out of this episode and don't forget to follow me on Instagram as tas.podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking a second.